0: All right, welcome back. Um, The 4th of February was World Cancer Day and um, I have a guest here with me who in December 2016 um, realized that he was losing his sense of hearing and then in July of 2017 announced to the public that he had cancer um someone who's who quite known uh, in the entertainment industry a uh, media personality radio presenter and uh, noted hype man <laughs> 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 Which way how are you doing I'm fine thank you very Thanks much. a lot for being here today It the is the sensei my himself Sensei thank you Um first of all how are you doing How are you doing it's been 3 years since yeah. your announcement that you uh you had cancer Um how are you doing today
1: Well I'm fine um to be honest uh you know, still have one or two issues. You know, with from that period, um, this is still not fantastic. It's like the volume was turned down to about five, but this is okay. But apart from that, you know, I'm good. You know,
0: thanks. So, you what cancer alive. of what?
1: It was um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. That's what it's called, and it affected the whole nasal region. So we know everything here is it's connected: connected yeah. Eye, nose, the ear, you know, the mouth. So it affected everything and it was growing, a cancerous tumor growing on the inside. Couldn't yeah. breathe,
0: couldn't hear, couldn't. So you, you started noticing that you couldn't hear properly? Yeah. And then you went for a scan or what exactly happened?
1: Okay, so this, um, with the hearing thing for me, being that you, know, you work on radio, wearing headphones, you yeah. hosted events and all of that, so you loud music. So I've had recurrent um, issues with my ear in the past. Mm-hmm. So it be like, oh, you know, you're just having, you know, ear infections, go ahead, yeah. you know. So that was always happening um, in 2017. So I was doing, oh, ear infection, maybe I'll go to, you know, have a checkup. And it was okay, it's an infection, take this, take this. So that happened uh, all through 2017 into 2018. And then a pharmacist of mine that was always going to regularly said, you know what, why don't you go see a specialist, an eye, nose, ear doctor, and, you know, take it from there. And I went there, saw the doctor, and they were like, okay, you know what, do this particular test. And I was reluctant because I was like, I don't need to go that far. But I did that test a week after, brought it to the doctor a week after. And then he looked at me and said, you need to do another test. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I did the other test, came back to him after a week, and he looked at me and was like, okay, so you have a cancerous tumor. It wasn't cancerous then, so you have a tumour in your nose growing, um, but for us to know if it's cancerous, we have to do a biopsy and he did the biopsy and it was cancerous. So you know, everything just ooh, came to a pause at that point in my life. Yeah. How
0: old were you at this time?
1: Uh, let's see, 27? 27. 27? Yeah.
0: So because most people, when they hear cancer, they think it doesn't happen to young people. Oh, they think yeah. it's an age thing. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened next? Of course, I, I know at a point you had to travel out. Cause, was it because healthcare wasn't available here? What exactly was the reason for you having to do it outside here? Okay, so or go I, outside actually, Nigeria?
1: I actually planned to have everything done here. And I'd started, you know, treatment here. So after the biopsy, you know, a treatment plan was given to me. But my doctor actually advised me initially, you know what? I think you should go for treatment outside the country. How do you get that kind of money? Uh, so I started treating myself with everything I had. I'd done like about three sessions of um, chemotherapy in Nigeria, but there was no improvement. There was no improvement. Things were getting worse. My hearing, of course, um, lost here. I couldn't breathe. I wasn't breathing for. And then I wanted to throw in the towel, but <laughs> well, my friends were like, nah, dude, you can't. And I was like a media person you know how people see you in the media and expect that you have everything yeah. at your disposal. And I'm like, how am I going to bounce back? How am I going to recover? And they were like, no, we're going to rally around you and we're going to see what happens. So we um, threw out a call, put it out in public, and I was really amazed at how much people you know, rallied around me and we went through different treatment plans for the US, very expensive. UK, terribly expensive. France, also India. And we settled for... Uh, Istanbul in Turkey, because there was a doctor that had um, taken his dad to that particular hospital and got really, really good uh, treatment. So, yeah, that's how that happened.
0: What happened with Luth exactly? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: You see, in this country, you just don't expect some things to be... We know how we say things are bad in Nigeria, but when you have a first-hand knowledge, when you have a first-hand experience of how bad things are, so I went to Louth. Um, I wanted to have my radiotherapy in Louth. As at that time in 2018, the radiotherapy machine was non functional. It wasn't. I got there at 6 a.m. I waited. You stay outside, the place is locked, you write your name down on a piece of paper. You're waiting for the staff to come. They come in, they give everybody chairs. And I was like, okay, so what's going to happen? Is the machine working? And one of the, oh, God, this thing is work. They walk so what were you guys waiting for? They were like, we were waiting and hoping that we'll be on a list of, you know, first... For whenever it was. Yeah, whenever I come to. They were like, they're expecting parts to come fix it. You know, I was just really sad. And I left, I left that place really heartbroken. Also heartbroken because there was a time in our history, I think, um, Yadwa's wife, when we had a cancer campaign. We wanted yeah. to build an international cancer center. And I think up to eight billion billionaires was raised. I remember well, because it was a national event. That place has never been used, to my knowledge. The best yeah. of in Abuja. is just sitting down there. And supposed to be like an international cancer center whereby people will get first class treatment. But nothing, up to date. And that's really sad, really.
0: So you went to Istanbul, you got treated. Yeah. Um, did they declare you cancer free? And at what point did, did this happen, if at all? Okay, so uh, Istanbul in July, late July, I think, um,
1: spent four months chemotherapy. We had to redo everything again, the tests, just so that they can be very sure, you know, of what treatment plan to follow. So we did everything. Um, They identified what the cancer was, and we started chemotherapy, went through that. And at the end of chemotherapy, I was, you know, they looked through my system, and they were like, okay, the cancer has been cleared, because it was in a nasal region, spread to, you know, what they call, you know, metastasize into some other parts of my body. Um, that was what they were initially worried about. Um, that, else it was. Yeah, spreading. And they thought it was going to, you know, they actually thought I was going to die. <laughs> but, you know, because of the way I was like, okay, you know, let's just do this no matter what. So we did it. Um, after the, the last chemotherapy session six, the sixth session, it was cleared on my system. But they said, okay, you know what, you're still going to have to do radiotherapy. Just that it can burn the area around my nasal region where it happened, where it originated, so that there'll be a 99% chance of it not coming back. Yeah. So that happened. Um, I came back in December just because I was mentally tired, you know, I from being away from my family and people that I love. Came back refreshed, and then I went back to Istanbul in March and finished radiotherapy, and then back here. So Claire, Thank you.
0: (laughs) That's actually amazing. Yeah. Um, just just for, to put this in a bit of a context, how much does a session cost of, chemo, of chemotherapy? Uh,
1: I don't have those numbers here, but you're looking upwards of $1,000. At least per session? Yeah.
0: And that's besides all of the other treatments? Oh, besides all that come, of, that come uh, with the drugs and drugs
1: and drugs that you you constantly have to be put on because, because it's very toxic to the system, yeah. chemotherapy. They have to make sure, you know, when they do a blood work, that your blood is strong enough, that you are strong enough, healthy enough to be able to take that medication. And it's giving um, after every one and a half weeks or two weeks, depending on how. Mine was two weeks, every two weeks. Just after two weeks, we do another blood test. If it's not, there were actually times when my system was too low, the immune system was very, very weak, and doctor was like, "No, we can't continue. We have to wait again for another week or two weeks before." So there were other
0: drugs. There was so much
1: yeah. um, put into the treatment.
0: I mean, good to know that. It's good to know that you are free, at least now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it all ended in praise and not in tears. Um, were you surprised, impressed with the response you got from colleagues in the industry when you reached out to people? What was, what did you, What sort of reactions did you get back from people?
1: I was shocked because before I put that information out, I spoke to... Um, PR agents that were kind of related to where I was working at the time and they let me know that it was going to affect my career in media and that was one thing I was afraid of because you know at that time was there was just this you know inclined things was just going so I was like okay what am I gonna do but when I put it out and I saw the response I was like no way you know, how are people even responding? Because I've seen campaigns, you know, we see campaigns yeah. of people in media, they, they're sick, they want, to, they want help, and then nobody responds. But people responded, and it just made me really humble, especially from people that I did not know. There were thousands and thousands of Nigerians that were donating in, yeah. you know, money that you just, you just like, ha, <laughs> me, little old me. <laughs> Nah, man, I was totally, totally taken aback. I know
0: of. Oh, we're talking about. Um, we're talking about this. Yeah, like you said that one of the probably sort of. Um Downsides of it is the fact that people seem to know you as the cancer guy now. Yeah. as against knowing you for your work, which means your work is very, very important to you. Yeah. you like, You love what you do. Of you course. love being a media personality. Has it affected you, like you just mentioned, since coming back? Are there people who want to hire you for stuff, and they say, maybe not. Do you, do you find that you've been discriminated against?
1: Yeah, I, won't say, I won't call it discrimination. I'm just saying that you know, people work based on how much knowledge they have on anything. Yes. With me... Um, before I left in 2018, I was about to sign contracts. I, I issue not tens of millions, but all that stopped. And then coming back, they were like, Are you sure you can do this? Are you physically okay? So I'm like, Yes, I can do it. What is your limit? I'm like, I have no limits. But people see me now and they say, Okay, you know what? Ah, oh, cancer survivor. I am happy. You know, to be able to say, okay, I survived this, I beat this. I think it is a big deal to survive cancer. (laughs) It is a big deal. But I wasn't prepared for the aftermath. Yeah. Um, And I'm not just talking physically or health-wise. I'm talking mentally. Yeah. Because the the challenge is there. The struggle is there. You see, the post-traumatic stress that you get from um, being in that kind of situation is something that I didn't know. I thought I was just going to jump back into everything and everything. But there are days where um, I tell my friends, I wake up, and it's like I'm still battling the same thing because I feel like I inhale, and if there's a little blockage, I am panicking. paranoid. And I'm calling doctors, and I'm making uh, phone calls. So, yes, it has affected me in that way. But it has also taught me that um, you should learn to appreciate every
0: single moment in life that you have. Yeah. Which is very, very Which was going to be my next question because I'm just, how was your perspective on life changed completely? Because um, you hear that a lot of people say, well, they went through this and it became a different person. They yeah. had appreciation for things that didn't matter before, things that matter now. Did that happen to you? Oh, it did. And to what extent? It did. Um, because you work in an industry that's very fickle, if yeah. you want to use that word. Very
1: fickle because yeah. um, even when I, uh, the year I came back, there were some things that happened and I was shocked as to how some people in the industry responded to me. And they said things like, oh, you know, Shebi, now we. we were the ones that contributed and helped you, you know, and now you're like, I'm like.
0: "Oh, there were expectations of yeah, you, you know, people to do just,
1: certain things do, yes, because they helped because you. Because they helped. Oh. You know, so that, that made me sit back and, you know, rethink my life, you know, okay, so this is where I'm at now because people.
0: So <laughs> feel like, like you owe them.
1: Uh, someone actually came to me at an event and I was like, dude, do you know that I didn't believe anything as regards to you being sick, even when you came back? Because look at you, it was like you went for a holiday. And I was like, wow. I was so shocked, but I smiled through it. I was like, you, you probably would never understand what it's like to be here. So yes, there's been, there have been those times when I just look at things and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just run away from all of this. But um, I'm here, I'm alive, and I'm learning every day how to deal with those things. And I'm learning how to be better uh, with accepting that people don't understand. They want to empathize with you, and most people do empathize, but they don't understand. So all you have to do is just to help them um, understand and teach them what and not what to say or do.
0: You know, I've I've met someone who has survived cancer in the past, and people always think that when you hear cancer survivor, it's the end of the fight, you know. Mm. But, I I mean, this is someone who I kind of knew well, and I knew there was a medication sort of life that continued after that. Is that the case with you? Is this an ongoing, I don't want to call it a battle, but is this something that you're continuing to sort of handle?
1: I, I asked my doctor after the treatment, and it was like, so this is the end. And both of them were like, no um that they're not saying anything would happen but there's a possibility i was even during treatment going through like a lot of stories online and how people had you know um a reoccurrence you know um so in in my head i'm saying in my heart i'm saying this is the end but i also have to go for regular checkups every year um recently i had like a bacterial infection just around the nation because it's really super sensitive now yeah, yeah I somebody imagine. might sneeze and i'm <laughs> getting the worse off yeah from it so yes um there are things that i have to do there is a certain way that i have to be which really is annoying um when you consider it <laughs> but i just look at it as okay i'm alive if this and this is what i have to do for me to you know stay in optimum yeah. so why not i'll deal with this and you know i'll continue
0: so, not like no crazy treatments still happening?
1: No crazy treatments, just regular checkup. You I have think. to go for checkup three times a year. We don't still have a PET CT scan in Nigeria. Just let that sink in because that is one thing that, you know, really, really, really breaks my heart.
0: Yeah.
1: There are people that want to find out if their system is cleared of cancer or what. We need to have the technology in this country to be able to. Can do these kind of diseases first time we need to have it world-class technology, but we don't I'm only going to have to I need to get to Istanbul or to get to Turkey or outside the country for me to do a pet CT scan Just because we don't have one of those machines in the country
0: I'm sure you get a lot of people who are survivors, people yeah. who are battling cancer, who reach out to, or who you probably have met up with. What are, not everybody probably has the opportunity like you do yeah. to, to leave the country and get, you know, get treated. What sort of stories do you hear? Um, after I came back,
1: I think like a month after I came back or two, God rest his soul now. A friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, also within my age bracket, um, fell ill with the disease, with cancer. He battled with it, went to Istanbul, uh, sorry, to uh India. Uh, right now he's passed away. He's no more died f- uh, from it. So there have been people that reach out to me. I try as much as I can. Um there's even a young lad right now that I'm trying to help. He's a New Luck student that um has a cancer that is a very cancerous tumor on his mm-hmm. knee. Very big. And we're trying to raise money to see that he gets treatment here in Nigeria if we can't get him outside the country. There was another one, a married woman. There's another one, a guy. So people are popping into my DM. People are reaching out to me via email. And I do as much as I can. If it's a fundraising effort, I try to see how I can, you know, influence that. And I also give them advice where to go, link them up with everyone, the hospital that I know, because we have like, you know, we stay in contact myself. and the hospital in Istanbul there. So I direct them to the hospital. So there's one, two, three people that I know they that have gone to it. yes.
0: But it yeah. seems to be there seems to be a number of foundations in Nigeria. I mean I'm not gonna mention it yeah. that seem to work with cancer and cancer victims. And we still hear a lot of these series. Are the foundations not enough or is the healthcare here just too bad for the foundations to do anything?
1: The foundations are not Are not they not
0: doing what they're supposed <laughs> to do? No, no, they're doing what they're yeah. supposed
1: to do, but it requires a lot of money. Yeah. Treatment for me was upwards 20 million naira.
0: Yeah.
1: Treatment for the woman I was talking about upwards 40 million naira.
0: Yeah.
1: Who has 40 million naira lying mm. about? It, everybody is depending on charity, tar- charitable donations from people. So basically, know, the foundations need, need more support. They Need maybe. more support. They really, really need more support financially to be able to do what they can within the, uh, the country and also
0: outside the country. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's talk about you now. Ah. I mean, what's, what's happening with the career? What's, what's going on with you and your, um. and your, and
1: your life? Right now, I took a break from radio, Okay, um, but not from me.
0: I saw you in a few stages in December.
1: Uh, <laughs> still doing your thing? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, 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 I love doing that.
0: I yeah. love hosting events. And um, I, can, I can get very, I smile when I see you. I'm like, okay, he's still, the energy is still there. You're still hyping the artist. You're still jumping on stage. So nothing significant has changed with regards to that?
1: No, no, don't think, nothing has changed. I want more. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you, I want more jobs. I want more. Um, But I'm trying to, you know, do more of the things that I love now. Um, Brand communications, trying to help brands, you know, align them to their audience. Um, Creating my own type of events, hosting events, going online. Um, Podcasts are going to be launching soon um, from my own end called Thinking Out Loud. (laughs) About everything happening within the country and outside the country. People will be shocked to hear this, but I'm trying to put together a fashion line. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, I was actually going to say you're yeah, looking quite snazzy. Thank you very much. Thank God bless my mother for this because
1: she was a fashion designer in the time. Okay, Used when is to,
0: that When is that? Is that something for 2020 I'm, or still? Yeah,
1: looking at uh, the end of the year, um, first off, you know, have my designs, working with some fashion designers, wear them first, see what people think about them and see how we can make them commercial. But everything media is still on the table and I'm still doing that.
0: Awesome, looking forward to everything. Thank the you Podcasts, very much. designs and... More health. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot of you for being here Thanks, today. Bro. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. We'll take a break now and be right back. Please don't go. Away. We represent-